Welcome to Proudly ADHD at work and in business. I am your host, Coach Kathy Rashidian, and I help professionals like you understand the science behind your unique brain so you can unlock that inner genius. Ready to transform your ADHD into your best asset? Keep listening. Welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. Today we're going to talk about going back to the self-mastery disciplines that I've been introducing throughout my episodes. We're going to talk about the discipline of confidence. Some people like to say that ADHD is their superpower. I like to say that it can be powerful when we know how to tame it and use it to our advantage and and make the most of it. And how is that related to confidence? Well, it's related because once we really are comfortable in our own skin and really can come from a place of I got this, I know what I'm doing, then that confidence kicks in and also we are trusting our inner voice, that that inner wisdom that we have even more. And we are then able to tap into some of the creativity, some of the strengths that come with, with ADHD. So without further ado, let's get into the topic of confidence in self-mastery. I will highlight the the first six that I've gone through. And so this is the seventh discipline, if you will. What is confidence? According to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, here are some of the phrases that are defined about confidence. Confidence is a feeling or a belief that you can do something well or succeed at something. Or it could be a feeling or a belief that someone or something is good or has the ability to succeed at something. A third way of looking at it, being aware and conscious of one's power and or ability to control one's circumstances. Interesting, I like it. This inner perspective is where one's really owning their choice and the power that it resides in that. For the first two definitions, the research proves that both are the results of experiences. And it is certainly true that experience breeds confidence. However, what's more important is to know and believe that confidence is something that comes from within and so directly related to your attitude, energy, and consciousness, which essentially is your self-awareness. When I think about ADHD and confidence, there's this thing that was researched, and and forgive me, I don't know where the actual research is, but it was something about that I've heard in, in the circles of ADHD coaches, that children with ADHD, by the time they're at the age of eight, they would have heard 20,000 negative words, things that are like, you know, you're stupid, you don't know what you're doing, sit still, all of that stuff. Now imagine as a child, when you grew up with this, 20,000 words, negative words that really impacted you, that child doesn't have enough emotional skills, life experiences to be able to filter all of that out to say, which ones are real, which ones are, you know, things that are hurtful. So they, anything that is said to them, it is, we take it on. And as adults, then we no wonder come to adulthood and think and have certain things that we, you know, question ourselves. We have that, you know, inner critic that comes in and says, oh, don't do this because of that. 
don't say this because of this. So some of it, it's almost like ingrained in us, autopilot in us before we even recognize or before we even know how to deal with it. So in some circumstances, in some cases, I have seen my personal confidence come through like blazing. It comes through and I'm like, I trust that inner knowing and I'm able to do some amazing stuff. And other times that confidence is really just gone. It disappears. And it's those times where I know that this is stuff that's like a little bit more inner child stuff. This is more deeper stuff that I still need to resolve. So I pay attention to those when that comes up also. When we practice, or even better, create confidence, you are less stressed, you experience more power, and you get better results. So rather than simply relying on experience, we go into this deeper inner knowing that we're actually making shit happen, and we do have the wisdom, the capability to do it, there is this inner motivation that kicks in actually because we're tapping into our confidence side. We're saying we can do this. We know in our heart of heart, we can actually get this done and confidence kind of comes up. So it's more of this going back into ourselves and pulling that out. And then, yeah, you do end up having a good day and, and you're marching to the beat of your own drum because you're walking with a whole lot of confidence. And then it's, I'm not talking about ego really here. I'm not talking about getting all, you know, cocky about it that, yeah, I've got my shit together. But it is this subtle wisdom, this, this, this just calmness about people that are confident. And I'm sure you know a few of those where they just, they just know they're the bomb, but they don't even have to say anything. Oof, I love those kind of people. So here's some different perspectives that relate to confidence. And you know me, I'm all about giving perspectives because I really truly believe and the essence of my coaching is I do want to go under the hood and see what perspective you're seeing the world through and what experience are you seeing the world through. So here's a very low level kind of confidence. The energy is very low. They're feeling helpless they're powerless, there's fear, there's there's association with, you know, not getting anything done. So this is like a super, super low level of confidence where somebody shows up like that. The next one, get a little bit higher in your confidence, but it's still low. And you show the, this sense of only seeing challenges. And it's all about like performers, performance base. It's like, I win, I win, you lose. So it's just always this competition that's going on. And, and seeing confidence through that lens, it just creates a lot of rigidity, I find. The next level of confidence could be a little bit more moderate. We go into kind of coping. We'll do some stuff. We'll try some things, but we'll avoid challenges. Like we just don't even want to touch anything that's even you know, there's that that happy medium difficult and super difficult. We just don't even go there. We're just kind of coasting, just not rock the boat. There's some confidence in us, but we just push through and, and just kind of survive, if you will, or rationalize, if you will. The next level of confidence is where you start to get a little bit more moderately confident and you see the good in situations. There's a sense of, I can do this. And you're confident in spite of undesired outcomes. So, so you're still just going to go ahead and see what happens. And this one on a scale of 
a one to 10 level of confidence, this would be a level six, kind of scaling it at six confidence. So the next one, moderate to high confidence, is someone who sees the opportunity in whatever that happens. They're calm, they're curious, they're strong, they're really able to just see opportunities. They're, this is where I would say it's that growth mindset kind of a person that comes in. And everything that even if they're failing, it was a learning, it was an opportunity, what did we learn from this? And I was on a scale of the one to 10 confident level, this would be about a seven. The next one, it goes a little bit higher, and this is the last one I'll give you, is high confidence. And this person is at about nine on a scale of one to 10. They see life as an opportunity. They don't have ego. Confidence is mostly independent of outcome. So whether they win or not, whether they lose or not, whatever the outcome is, they're always confident. They're just walking around like life is good. I'm alive. I'm breathing. They're calm. This is a nice place to be. Now, going back to that, and feel free to rewind this section, is where did you scale yourself in some of these perspective that I gave? Because some of it, as you can see, the lower levels of perspective, when we're coming from, from that place of powerlessness or competition, and those have a lot of, I call them catabolic energy to them. And by catabolic, I mean they're destructive energy. They are draining energy. It's, it's just very explosive kind. And it, it sneaks up on you before you know it. And you wonder, why am I not getting stuff done? What is going on here? What's happening? I call that catabolic energy. And that term has been adopted by from the coach training program that I took this through. So again, go back to just kind of rewinding that piece around which perspective do you see your confidence level in? When your overall energy is in that place of, and I'll introduce another one, anabolic energy. And so anabolic energy is building up. It produces a lot of happy hormones. It's, it's all about possibilities. It's growth mindset. When you're coming from that place, the higher confidence levels that I talked about, that's that anabolic energy any situation that is thrown at you, you're able to look at it without attachment, without any judgment, and you'll have an easier time managing it and actually tapping into your inner wisdom. This is the part that I feel like society, just living with this ADHD brain wiring and trying to survive in this society, we have been pushed to play small in certain situations. And so when we tap into that confidence from that place of inner knowing that actually what I'm saying is actually makes a whole lot of sense and leading with that, it, there's just this level of, I trust this. This is your intuition gets stronger. You're able to be more present in things. It's just a whole lot of goodness that happens. One way to become more confident is to be highly aware of all the ways in which you currently are successful. Practicing and recognizing those tasks will allow you to be aware of all the ways you are already competent and able to handle whatever situation comes your way. Once you develop the confidence gene, if you will, 
It is just a matter of igniting that gene anytime you choose. The reason I bring this particular tool up is as ADHDers again, we don't have this natural tendency to celebrate our successes. It just doesn't come to us naturally because we're, we're always focusing on, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. And then I got to finish my to-do list. So we don't sit and pause and say, holy shit, let me just look at my day. What were all the things I got done? What was that hard thing that I actually got through? So I really want you to use this tool as a reminder that Yes, there are times where I need to actually sit back and reflect on my successes. And you could call it a success journal. You could call it, in school, they taught us to call it magnificent me moments, which is kind of really egotistical, I think, but also at the same time, I like it. It's wouldn't that be a nice title? Magnificent me moments journal. I like that. And really, essentially, what you're tracking there is all the things that you have been accomplishing And just not, you know, brush them under the rug and be like, well, Kathy, everybody does this. No, some people don't do half of the shit that we do. We do some really kick-ass stuff. So please celebrate it. And if you have a hard time finding or recalling those magnificent times where you were like just so ever so kick-ass, ask a friend, ask your partner, ask those around you, because believe me, they will remind you of the times where you dealt with a challenge and you overcame it or things that you really are able to shine at. And it's really important. I cannot drive this home enough because every time in my coaching calls, we talk about when was the last time you were successful in X, Y, and Z. Sometimes it's really hard for them to recall it because really our memory, it's just like, you know, it happened, it's life. We just keep moving forward. So again, that's one way to keep a journal and track your awareness of the times where you are succeeding, where you're doing some amazing stuff. And this is again, that reminder that we're building up our self-confidence. There is this principle that I learned in my coach training program, and this is how it goes. Stress occurs when we experience worry, doubt, and fear. It is only when we release tension and decrease force that we can experience true power. How does this relate to confidence? Confidence and stress are interrelated, I find. Stress is caused when we experience worry, doubt, fear, these emotions associated with that catabolic, destructive, detractive energy that I talked about. And as stress and tension decreases, power increases, which then we move into that anabolic energy that I talked about, which is building you up. It's happy hormones kick in. And so as you can see, when we're stressed, we're judging, we're creating tension, emotions are high, and really the level of confidence, it makes sense for it to be lower. So in the lower levels, fear, worry, and and doubt limit confidence. Like it just is not possible because in that place, your brain is thinking, I need to protect you. Something is wrong. There's fight or flight situation going up. Your amygdala is hijacked. You actually aren't able to think clear, even hear clear. So it's uh, there's a lot of effort. There's a lot of force required to perform. So your confidence, really, it's kind of like, it's not happening right now. I'm not going to you know, kick into full gear. 
So therefore, the more confident you are, the more power you have at your disposal. So what that means is the more we tap into the other side, which is, I got this. I know what I have to do. I know what the blueprint looks like. And we tap into that side of the conversation, then confidence kicks in. Now, in an episode with Dr. Hallowell, recently we talked about the default mode network and the task positive network. And the reason I bring this up, and please have a listen to that episode, it's a powerful one. It's it's called ADHD 2.0 Book Review. But the reason I'm bringing it up is when our default mode network is, it's there, one of the purposes of it is for creativity, for dreaming, and it, it, when you tap into that side of your brain, you, you're, you're in this state of possibility. But what happens with ADHD is it there's a glitch in it that sometimes it just stays in it for too long. We can stay in that default mode network for too long. And then it starts to go into catastrophizing and negative thinking and rumination. Oh, and what about this? And what about that? Because that's the creative side. So it goes from kind of being positive thinking to negative thinking. And I think that's where our confidence get hijacked. And I encourage you to go in that episode and listen to some of the options that he has around how do we shush that DMN and how not to feed it when it comes to the negative thoughts. Because you could be absolutely super, super positive, high on your game, and then all of a sudden you go into this like crash and burn, catastrophe, what the hell's going on? That's when there's a bit of an ADHD neurology glitch that's that's at, at play. So it has nothing to do with all of this like, you know, self-help and this and that. It's a brain wiring glitch and you need to recognize it and be aware of it and know that I need to interrupt that pattern. And interrupting it would mean actually literally walking away from the current tasks that you're doing and going and doing something else. And just really to give your brain a, let's go have a different conversation or let's go do another thing to just distract you. And that resets the, the DMN back to task positive network, which is all about getting you activated and getting you into the doing. So I'm rambling a little bit. I do encourage you to listen to that episode for sure. And I'll put it in show notes. So I'm going to leave you with a last tool or, or strategy that I use actually when it comes to building up confidence. When it comes to setting goals, achieving things, doing things and getting an outcome, there are three different perspectives or three approaches that we could have towards getting to that outcome. And I always say manage your state before managing your goals. So it's really about the mindset towards how we want to get something or get to something or achieve something. So the very first one. So for example, let's say you want to go for a job interview. The first thing is the goal of it is to nail the job, right? Now, the very first way to look at that job interview would be that I'm going to the job interview so I can get the job. The second way of looking at it is I'm going to that job interview just so I can practice my skills and interviewing skills and actually interview them to see what they're all about. And, and it's really to, it's the skill of communication, being able to present myself and, and in with confidence, be able to talk about myself. So I'm really enhancing my skill of selling myself, if you will, in this job. 
And the third way to look at this job interview, the goal of nailing the job would be every job interview is a learning process. That in every one of them, I'm learning a little bit more about myself and about what I really want. And you see, when it comes to a goal and how we get there, the very first one was very attached way of looking at things, which is I'm going to go get the job. The second one was enhancing your skill, which is interviewing, communication style. And the third one was actually learning something about yourself. And when we go into a situation like that, the third one just feels a little bit lighter. That, oh yeah, it doesn't matter whether I get the job or not. It's I'm there to learn something. And to me, when we go that way of looking at things, there's just less pressure in that. And I really think that's where your brain is kind of a little bit calmer. There's no fight or flight. There's no, I got to go get the job. It's just kind of looking at things as a, huh, I'm curious what's going to happen. That's where you're tapping into your confidence. So my friends, in this episode, I really wanted to drive home a couple of different techniques on how to tap into your confidence and also the importance of how stress plays a role. So you could be the most confident person, but when you're wired up, you're jacked up and you're full of stress, it makes sense that everything is, it gets questioned, that inner critic comes in fast and furious. So I hope you found this episode beneficial. Before I leave you today, I want to leave with this quote from Christopher Berglund, the author of The Athlete's Way. He wrote, nobody is born a natural and nobody can be good at everything. Keep searching until you find something you love, then practice, practice, practice. Lose yourself in the joy of the process, not the accolades of success. Becoming really good at something is incredibly important to happiness, self-esteem, and fulfillment. Mastery is one specific area which gives you confidence and grace under pressure that you can transfer to other challenges you face in life. Mastering the process of mastery will help you maximize human potential across the board. I'll leave you with that, my friends, and until next time, keep on shining. You've succeeded in a fast-paced professional environment. From the outside, it looks like you've got it all together. But now you're in a place where your ADHD is colliding with the role you're in and the kick-ass person that you are. You are so done focusing on worrying about your ADHD and how you're going to get found out. You want to step fully into your professional leadership potential that you know you have. You've been kicking some ass. There's just a little minor tweaks here and there that need to be done. You're incredible at seeing big pictures and connecting the dots, but not always in your own stressful work situation. That makes it harder for you to manage all of those amazing, incredible talents that you have. Well, they say you're the sum of the people you spend the most time with. And I like to invite you to join our board of brains and stack the odds of greatness in your favor. You don't have to do ADHD alone. Through our Quantum Thinkers Mastermind, we bring big picture solutions to your most pressing issues. You can't read the label from the inside the bottle. We've got your back. 
head over to quantumthinkersmastermind.com. That's quantumthinkersmastermind.com and join us three times a month where the board of brains come together and we lean on each other. See you there.